0: Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat.
2: Welcome to Chronic Risk, the voice of the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. Stay tuned for expert advice and analysis on issues pertaining to risk in the cannabis industry from NCRMA's members and certified service partners. Chronic Risk, secured by the National Cannabis Risk Management Association, starts now.
1: Welcome to another episode of Chronic Risk, voice of the NCRMA, the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. I'm your host, Alex Herding, the Chief Risk Management Officer for the organization. Thank you for joining us. Chronic Risk is the podcast that gives insight into risk and the cannabis industry from the NCRMA's partners, members, and affiliates. Today, we are joined by somebody who can provide insight into compliance in the cannabis industry. My guest is Jenny Germano, also a good friend of mine. Jenny Germano began working in Colorado in the industry in 2009 after she transitioned from working in commercial kitchens for 23 years. She worked her way from the ground floor through every employee and management position in the dispensaries uh, to up to the level of director of operations of a multi million dollar recreational dispensary and cultivation operation in 2014. Jenny is a long time industry vet witnessing the industry. In Colorado, go from unregulated Wild West in 2009 to a strictly regulated market in 2020. This experience has taught her the importance of implementing and understanding regulation and protocol. In 2015, Jenny founded ICS Consulting and transitioned from being an employee in the regulated industry to a chief executive officer of a compliance-focused consulting business. ICS specializes in compliance-based services such as third-party state regulatory audits, state and local license application support, technical writing, SOP or standard operating procedure development, compliance operations training, employee retention solutions, employee onboarding, manufacturer food and product safety certification as service safe instructor, OSHA certified, licensed facility building support, HR compliance and operational compliance readiness support. Well, that is a mouthful. She has definitely a lot of experience. Uh, for more information about her and ICS Consulting, um, you can find her at ICSConsultingService.com. We at the NCRMA are excited about our new educational course in our NCRM Academy. An Introduction to Dispensary Compliance and Best Practices, a course developed by Jenny Germano, and that can be found at ncrma.net backslash ncrmacademy. Thanks for being here, Jenny, how are you?
0: I'm great, thank you so much. And that was a mouthful, so thank you for sharing well, all my experience.
1: very hard, yeah, no, thank you. Um, so how has your 2020 been so far?
0: It's actually been going quite well for myself, and um, I think with the slowdown, and I'm not sure if a lot of other people are experiencing this, but I've uh, taken it as an opportunity to to build out some of these training uh, programs that I've been wanting to work on for so long when I was so busy jet-setting across the U.S. and working out of state, so it actually... Has been a really good thing to slow down for me and i've been able to, s- to develop these programs and you know i'm still working on a lot of my out-of-state uh, uh contracts and luckily a lot of it's technical writing uh you know writing SOPs or are uh, doing more virtual trainings with clients um out of state so everything's been going really well and 2020 is winding down
1: oh that's great yeah taking advantage of uh the lemons here making lemonade it sounds like right That's great. So compliance is, that's a, that's a loaded word. What is your definition of compliance and why is it important to the cannabis industry?
0: Yeah, I think, I think for me, I'm probably not going to have a very technical definition around compliance, but uh, based on my own experience, it's for me, it's just, you know, following the regulatory framework that the state has set forth and adopted as a regulation and, and following that to the best of that, your ability and, and trying to eliminate any kind of gray areas. Uh, to me, uh, compliance or, re- or regulations are very black and white. There's, there's just a right way of doing something in the wrong way. And so for me, it's adhering to a structure that's been set uh, and forth or in front of you to follow. And you know, as far as um, why it's important, to the cannabis industry because without compliance, there's no industry. Um, if, if you're not following compliance or not understanding compliance, then you're putting your business or your company at risk of, of not operating for long in the industry. And the industry cannot function without uh, compliance. It's, it's, it's basically the whole foundation of the industry and, and really what pushes the industry forward in order for us to all operate in a legal market.
1: Yeah, that's great. Great. Yeah, it definitely is what legitimizes the industry. So exactly. Definitely very important. So you've worked a lot with dispensaries over the years. What common issues, compliance issues do you find frequently in the industry?
0: Um, So I would say a couple, a few of them, and it, it really just depends on what state or Um, even like in Colorado, um, depending on what county that you're in, because uh, in Colorado our different counties can have a different set of regulations. You have the state, but then you have the county which can supersede some state regulations. So a lot of times it can just be a misunderstanding of uh, employees thinking, well, I'm just following what the state's saying and not realizing, oh, I actually have to you know, follow what the county is telling me. And so some of that can just be, a lot of things I've seen in dispensaries are signage. Um, You know, Colorado early on adopted some uh, verbiage for signage, like limited access areas and restricted access areas. And what's really interesting is that they they had updated the verbiage. So there was more of the older verbiage um, maybe like from the 2011 era, you know, 2012 era, and then it was changed or updated. Um, some of the words were taken out or updated. I thought it was like around 2014. And so you'll still, they'll go back into dispensaries that have been operators, you know, since 2009, 2010, you know, they still have their old limited access signs up with the old verbiage. Um, so I'll see a lot of stuff like that, or they just, you know, um, They don't, the verbiage is not correct or the sign, the size of the sign is not correct. It's too small. Uh, You can have it like, let's say 12 inches by 12 inches, or it can be any bigger than that. But I've seen it where, you know, it's more like, you know, eight by 10 inches. And so it's just, it's really small stuff like that. And also it can, uh, a lot of um, things that I'm finding are around like packaging and labeling, uh, like container, like, you know, the right, the right type of container or the labeling or accepting or accepting a product from a vendor where the packaging and labeling is not correct. Um, maybe the universal symbol is not in the right spot. Maybe the universal symbol is uh, black instead of red, where it's on the label, it's supposed to be red, it's not supposed to be in black ink. So I see a lot of those challenges. Um, I think also dispensaries have come a long way, especially here in Colorado, because they, we've been doing it for so long. So it's it's typically like, you know, I, I have not gone into a dispensary where uh, I have found they were 100% compliant. There's always, some small thing that I can find, maybe employees are tucking their badges in their shirts and they're not supposed to be doing that. The badge is supposed to be, uh, you're supposed to be able to see the badge at all times. So that way, uh, if you are being recorded on the camera and you know maybe a regulator needs to review that camera footage uh, that they can identify you very easily by looking at that camera footage. And sometimes I see obstruction with cameras. Uh, so a lot of times in a dispensary, some of these dispensaries are really small and they have really small storage spaces or really small back rooms and they'll have shelving units where they're storing things on in the back. And it's not even necessarily product storage. It could just be a box of, you know, paper bags, you know, for their exit bags, or it could just be like, you know, a box full of dupe tube tubes or something like that. And they'll store it on a shelf and it'll block an entire uh, camera view and then you'll have obstruction. Or even on the outside of the building, I've seen dispensaries where they'll have like a bush that has no leaves on it in the winter and there's no obstruction. But once that tree gets leaves on it in the spring and summer, now we have full obstruction of the camera and that tree has gotten huge and it's blocking, you know, uh, maybe the 20 uh, foot requirement. You know, for camera footage on the outside of your building facing your parking lot. So they're just like these really small things that uh, they tend to they can pile up or add up as well.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of attention to detail. Yeah, a lot of reading the rules. Huh? Yeah, that's that's really interesting. So with all with all the merging states coming. Um, in 2021 i'm I, and I think you and I've talked about this I, I think 2021 is going to be probably the biggest year of cannabis a lot of new states coming in a lot of states depleted um, revenue um, they're looking to bring in um, with, through this industry what would you give what advice would you give to these new states that are, that are starting this industry
0: well i would get I would say a couple of things i uh... One would be that you want to make sure that you have a compliance program developed right out of the gate and that when you're figuring out, you know, where am I going to funnel this money to within the business, meaning... You know, here's the money we're going to spend on marketing and building our website. Here's the money we're going to spend on branding and, you know, our logo and our labeling. And here's all the money I'm going to be spending to buy the packaging for the dispensary. Or, you know, here's the money I'm going to be spending on security and cameras. And then now the money, you know, to make the dispensary look nice, you know, whether it's, you know, custom made cabinets or tables and, you know, and all that you know, you have to think about how much money are you gonna be putting aside for your compliance program? And a compliance program is usually built up, of, you know, making sure your employees are trained properly, uh, you know, ensuring that you have some kind of system in place for doing self audits, you know, man, you know ensuring that you, you understand how to use your seed to sale tracking program and your point of sale system and that everything's working together. So you should be investing money in your compliance program And and I find too, what happens, you know, this is uh, some more of the advice for uh, for new emerging businesses, is what I find, especially in times like, for example, what we're in right now, um, being in a pandemic and whatnot, that people are kind of cutting back spending, you know? Uh, What I find is compliance is the first on the chopping block, which I always find to be very shocking, um, that compliance is the first to get cut out of the budget when it should be the last. So at the end of the day, you should always keep compliance at the very top of your list. You know, maybe if you have to trim some money out of it, maybe, you know, instead of hiring a third party auditor, you know, instead of having like quarterly audits, you just go to a once a year audit and then move to self internal audits. So there's, there's lots of ways to, you know, save money, but not, but not put your company at risk when it comes to compliance. Uh, So I definitely would say making sure that compliance is always, always at the very top of the list. And another thing too is, um, you know, if you're in a new emerging state and you, let's say you were awarded a license and you submitted a winning application, and now now you're getting ready to open your dispensary. Without a doubt, 100% always, always do everything that you said you were going to do on that application uh, that you actually do it in your dispensary. So if you submit a security plan and you're using this specific security company, uh, you have to follow that to the T and do everything that you said you're going to do with security. If you are going to develop a compliance program and let's just say you're, you said, hey, we're going to use ICS consulting. Here's the compliance program they developed up for us we're gonna have this many training hours on this many subjects, that you actually do it. It's not, oh, I won the license application, see you guys all later, now I'm just gonna do whatever I want and try to get my cost down. Because you have to remember at the end of the day, it's a conditional license. Meaning conditional, they can come in and just take it from you and give it to someone else who's actually gonna follow through with what they said on the application. So that's really probably my biggest advice for somebody who wins a license uh, in a new emerging state is that you absolutely, right out of the gate, you follow compliance and do everything that you said you're going to do.
1: That's great advice. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to start up a business in 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 this industry, and I, I use the analogy a lot. Just drinking from a fire hose. You know, it's it's a like you previously mentioned. You know, a lot of Attention to detail and really following through. I, I mean, on, on what you said you were going to do. I think that's great advice because you can get lost in, in in the noise and and everything else that's happening. So that's great. What well, what advice would you give the regulators, the state regulators? Because there's a lot of states starting up here. Um, my home state of Virginia, excited about uh, get going there, um, but. I know a lot of these legislators, they need help and and what what advice would you give them?
0: That's really interesting. I'm sure everyone's heard uh, the slogan, "You don't know what you don't know and it, and it's so true and and that's why I have a job and a career is because my goal is to share with people what they don't know and kind of provide context for them. So I would say uh, for the state regulators or governing bodies to really I mean, my gosh, how lucky are all you guys that you're starting now and that you weren't starting in uh, 2010, you know, back when medical was starting in Colorado. And then, you know, we had our first recreational dispensary open in 2014 out here and we were just trying to figure things out. So you have so many states now that have come online, there's so many examples and so much context and data out there that you can really do your research and you can just pick and choose what works, what you think will work best for your state. And you can look to Oregon, you can look to California, you can look to Massachusetts and Colorado and, and all these states that have been doing it for a while. And, and you can say, what do you like about their programs? What what don't you like about their medical program or what don't you like about their adult use program? And we're talking down to security and, and, and equivalencies and how much you're gonna be serving, You know, what's gonna be the allotted amount that we're gonna allow customers or patients to purchase. So I think more than anything is I would uh, make sure that um, you do your research and reach out to other states. I know, I know Colorado um, is very approachable And you can, uh, you can reach out to legislators and the governing body out in Colorado. Um, And I believe, I think you and I recently talked about, they recently formed a regulators uh, association. So, which is fantastic. I'm so happy for them because I think they can all just support each other in each other's states. And now they're going to have a platform to where they can really reach out to these other states on the back end and get all the information that they need um, to learn, you know, how do we want to do this and, you know. I think more than anything, every state in their heart really truly feels like, you know, we want to be the best at this, we we want to do such a good job that we want to be, we want to be the model for the industry. And and I think that's the great way to be. And I think it's a great way to say, hey, you know, you know, Colorado didn't do social equity right out of the gate, but we're going to do it right out of the gate. And and, and kind of pick up the places where we maybe did not do a great job at and, and do it better than us. And so that's why it's so exciting. And I think new states are in such a wonderful position right now to be where they're at and coming in at this stage of the game. And uh, there's like I said, there's just so much information out there for these states to really prepare themselves.
1: That's great. Yeah. no, that's Great advice. And they don't need to reinvent the wheel, but they can definitely – Try to make it a little better. That's great. Yeah. Yep. So, so let's talk a little bit about this new course that I'm very excited about. Um, so can you just tell us a little bit about the course and and who you think would benefit from taking this course?
0: Yeah, I think with this course, you know, I really wanted to start off with just doing a really, you know, basic introductory a beginner's level for anyone entering in, uh, to working in a dispensary. I think, uh, I think the course would be great for anyone who's interested in working, like an employee who's interested in working in a, dispens- in a dispensary, anyone who's looking to actually enter the legal market. Uh, I think as well as getting all your employees trained at, uh, at a dispensary. Um, So I think it's really for everyone. I don't think it matters what level you're at. Even for someone who's been doing it a while, it could be considered a refresher course. Um, I have a lot of clients who just want me to come in and just do a a review of just basic compliance skills because the employees really enjoy just hearing it over again and that they might hear it differently and learn more the second or the third time. So I really think this course is for anyone who's really interested in the dispensary model period. And the course just lightly touches on compliance and tips. It's, it's not 100% in depth because I really plan on doing a more in depth uh, next level dispensary course. So this is just more of the introductory level to um, really get you introduced to what it's like operating the dispensary and some really great tips to follow.
1: Great, yeah. No, I, or best practices. The course is great, and I, and I agree. I think it's good for anybody from the entry bud tender to the owner of the operation, I think it really walk away with a lot of great information. And we well, are... Yeah, go.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. What, what I love about it too, and Alex, and uh, you know, I love that you helped contribute as well to this course is that you know we included some OSHA and some occupational safety information in there as well as HIPAA. And when I started... In, when I started in dispensers in 2009, I didn't know anything about any of that. There, there was really no information unless you came from the medical field, which I did not. So I think it's great. I'm, I'm just so excited to really provide this information that wasn't there available to me when I was starting off at the introductory level. And so um, it, I think it's going to be great for, like I said, for all different levels.
1: Yeah, no, you have some great things in there. Like you said, we did touch a little bit on, on occupational safety and OSHA and HIPAA, mm-hmm. which is keeping uh, patients' informations uh, secure and not giving that out, and in American with Disabilities Act and uh, record keeping. It's a lot of really just good information. That, that, like you said, I mean, coming in, you don't know. And um, this is the advantage of some of these newer states coming in is that, hey, there this information is out there um, and it's uh, it's a good starting place. So I'm, I'm really excited to get this out there to, to, to the industry to really help some experienced uh, operators and, and, and even the newer ones too, mm-hmm. so that's great. I agree. So I wanted to, too, to kind of just discuss a little bit, but we at the NCRMA are really excited to have you as a service partner. Um, and we're excited to have quite a few of your courses here. And this is the first of many we're expecting. So can you just touch on a little bit about what you think the, the future courses that you're going to bring are?
0: Yeah, I, I'm super excited. Um, like, <laughs> I was telling Alex, I like, by next year, I'll probably going to have, like, Twenty courses. We're <laughs> gonna have all this time to develop oh. a lot. We're hoping, right? Lots of lots of courses. I know uh, the next one I'm gonna be working on. Um, those the next two that I'm gonna be working on developing. Is I'm uh, doing one that's gonna be called preparing for compliance. And this is gonna address. This is gonna be in general for every license facility type. So uh, if you're a transporter, you're a testing facility, you're you know, dispensary, a cultivator, or a manufacturing facility. This is gonna address um, all those facilities. And, it, and it, I'm really gonna be covering topics like recall plans and, you know, you know, working with regulators and how to handle, you know, state and local inspections. And of course, probably, you know, tap into some more of the occupational safety and go a little dive deeper into you know, some OSHA and stuff around chemical storage. Um, you know, PPE gear, just, you know, maybe storing PPE gear. And so I'm just going to, you know, uh, dive deeper into, you know, what does it mean to prepare for compliance in the sense that, you know, I, we want to maintain compliance and we want to stay operational and, and how do I do it? And, um, and then the next one after that is going to be compliance for cultivation facilities. And I'm super excited because I actually love cultivation facilities and I know that's your area. Too, um, and I'm so excited to dive in uh, to get more into like you know the PPE gear and chemical storage and pesticides and you know um, cleaning the facility, uh, you know um, the the different hazards that are you know in a cultivation, but as well as compliance, uh, you know from cameras to your safety data sheets and you know having a compliance binder and so. I'm I'm super excited to to jump into the cultivation side and um I know Alex, you and I are definitely gonna be working together on that one because I know the I know the cultivation uh, is your area, so I, I'm sure if you're part of it we'll probably be potentially throwing in some stuff on ergonomics in there and trimming and all that really good stuff.
1: Good stuff. Yeah, no, we're excited about all of that. You know, and I, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about your services too. So anybody listening here that's listening to you and thinking, wow, this, this person's really smart. I want her on my team, <laughs> help, me, help me out in my business. So I, well, you know, I want to get it out there that, you know, you can really help existing businesses but you can help you know businesses that are at the nascent stages kind of developing trying to figure that out can you kind of break down how you can help a start in in an early stage business and then you know an an existing business
0: yeah an early stage business I, i i start right at the licensing uh level and uh i've worked in a lot of different application rounds um you know, from Missouri uh, to Illinois. That was a really super busy application writing year last year. And um, I actually really enjoy application writing. And I I do not do, you know, from A to Z, you know, here's your full packet because I'm a very, um, I have a very specific lane and I like to stay in my lane of expertise. And so, I do everything around operational compliance, so that that's really my area for uh, what I love to write about when it comes to technical writing for license application. Anything around recall plans, you know, the operational plan for your grow, your dispensary, um, as well as you know, what's the inventory management plan? You know, what's the employee training plan or the compliance program? Those are all those are all the areas that are in my uh, wheelhouse when it comes to doing any kind of Uh, specification writing, as well as, um, like I said, I love technical and specification writing and non-technical. So I'll give an example of non-technical. I'm contracted out to work for a testing uh, lab that got, uh, that won a license that I worked on the license in Missouri. Now I do not know how to write about science equipment. (laughs) It's just really not in my wheelhouse. So Someone else is going to write about that. But I know how to write about the whole operation as it relates to compliance. So that's just a kind of example. I can do some non-technical SOPs. And when it comes to things that are in my lane, I can do technical SOPs. And um, so I can really help people at their beginning phases. And I think, I think when you're building out a facility, there's compliance at every phase. There's compliance for when you're doing uh the license application because you want to make sure that compliance and that you're citing regulations throughout the whole entire application that you're submitting. Uh, because you're not going to win an application or a license if you don't actually cite cite the compliance pieces. It's really important that who's scoring, whoever's scoring that application, that they know and that you understand the regulations that are set forth that you need to follow in order to operate this business. But then, you know, I can help with build out management projects. Uh, You know, I can come through a facility that's being built out and help with camera placement, making sure that you have signs, making sure, you know, where are all your eyewash stations getting placed? And are they OSHA eyewash stations and not just the ones with the green plastic bottle stapled to the wall? And (laughs) which you know what I'm talking about, Alex. And um, so, yeah, you know, just really helping to make sure that when you're having that opening day, that you're that you're ready. And um, I always tell brand new clients who are just starting their facility, look, if you thought the license application was the hardest part, it's just not. Like once the doors open, that's the hardest part because now you just invested all this money, just spent the last year just going through all this stuff, which you probably thought was pretty exhausting and exhilarating at the same time but now you have to maintain it. Now you have to keep it up and maintain it and get through all your yearly inspections. Um, so another way that I can help you know, new businesses is employee training with you know, these courses through the NCRM Academy, and um, as well as in-person training, which hasn't been very popular lately, so I've been doing a lot of virtual training, um, as well as compliance audits. I think having um, a compliance audit right, um, I would say right before your business opens and then during your business when you're really busy, which sounds super crazy. But I always tell my clients, you want me to come in to make sure that you can open the doors and be compliant. But now I want to come in when you guys are just running around with your heads cut off. And the reason I want to come in when you're running around with your heads cut off because the regulators are going to come in when you're running around with your heads cut off. And I'm going to try to push you to see if you can handle an inspection when it's crazy in your facility, when you're in the middle of the harvest, when you're in the middle of trimming and curing and packaging, or are you in the middle of production at your manufacturing facility? I don't want to come in when all the employees are gone home. I want to see what the employees are doing and how they're engaging with compliance. So, you know, those are really important things. And um, for people who are already existing, I just think it's good to have outside eyes. So if you're an operation that has been existing for years, like there are companies that have been, you know, in, operating Colorado since 2010, who hire me to come in and do audits because they just want a set, a fresh set of outside eyes to come in and look and see, you know, if there's things that need to be tightened up. It could just be I go in and audit your DVR and say, hey, your timestamp on your DVR is off by five minutes. That's a violation. And they might not have caught that because maybe they don't audit their DVR every week. You know, so there's going to be things that I'm going to be looking for um, really specific details that they might not catch in their self audit. So, and as well as employee training, I I have companies that have me come in and do employee training once a year, every six months uh, with employees that have been in the industry for a long time. And the, I would say 100% of the feedback that I get from employees that they are, one, so grateful to have the training. Two, they love hearing the information over again and getting a refresher. Um, and, and three, um, I like to try to make compliance fun because compliance can be pretty boring, as you can imagine. So I like I like to make the in-person training a little fun and um, engage with the employees so they're not on their phones texting and falling asleep. So...
1: Yeah, all good stuff. That's great. Yeah, you know, and I always feel the best operations are the ones that are ready for an an inspector or an investigator come in at any time. And it sounds like having you on the team, you'll you'll get them prepared for that moment.
0: Yeah, and like, and even even people have been operating at the six or seven years. I can come in, and the way that their record keeping could really not be benefiting them. Like one of my rule of thumb is if you cannot find that record in under five minutes, then you need to change where you're keeping it. Because the longer that you have your back to the regulator bent over in a filing cabinet or trying to go on the cloud and figure out where the heck is this information at in Google Docs, you've got the regulator walking around your facility going, what's over here? Let me peek behind this curtain. And Um, you really, uh, you know, and that's why I'm excited to do that preparing for compliance course, because I'm going to talk about all these really inside secrets that I like to share with uh, clients. And so, you know, um, it's like I said, it's always good to have someone come in who's not involved in the business and and really give you some feedback, you know, on what's going on in your facility. And it can be something that's not even the regulations. I have this part of my inspection that I call uh, going above and beyond. And this is just, it's not even in the regulations, but I know the regulators like it. I know, I know the regulators respect companies that go above and beyond the call of compliance. And, and it, and it honestly, it really doesn't cost that much more money, uh, to do it right.
1: That's great. That's great. Well, this has been a lot of great information and I think, yeah, we're, we're, we're really excited to see where this relationship with the NCRMA and, um, ICS consulting goes, but we're really happy about this first course and everybody that's interested um, should go take this course, the introduction to dispensary compliance and best practices developed by Jenny here, found at ncrma.net backslash ncrmacademy. We want to thank you, Jenny, for your time. We really appreciate you coming on today. Um, and to find out more about her and her services and to retain her wonderful compliance, um, it, you can visit uh, ICS Consulting Service at mm-hmm. icsconsultingservice.com. And we want to thank everybody, uh, all the listeners today, to, for taking time out of your day to join us. Please stay safe, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye,
0: everyone.
2: The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot.